Hello and welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew and it's great to have you listening to our sermons. If you want to find out more about our church, you can go to our website at CherokeeMethodist.com. There you can find the most recent bulletin, newsletters, and information about events that are going on. You can also link to our Facebook page. You can link to our YouTube channel as well, where you can find live and recorded services. And if you ever want to check us out in person, we have worship at 1010 and Sunday school before that at 9 o'clock. Now today, we are continuing our sermon series called What United Methodists Believe, looking at basic beliefs and doctrines of the United Methodist Church. And what we're finding is that whether you are United Methodist or not, uh, these beliefs are things that many faith traditions hold in common. So today we're looking at an article of religion, because that's where our doctrines come from, the articles of religion in a book that we call the Book of Discipline, which is basically just a book that tells us how United Methodists operate. And today we're looking at an article entitled, Of the Church. So I'll start by reading it for you. It says, The visible Church of Christ is a congregation of faithful people in which the Word of God is preached and the sacraments duly administered according to Christ's ordinance in all those things that of necessity are requisite to the same. All right, so what is the Church? We all have our own ideas, right? Uh, If you're like me, when you think of the word church, the mental image that comes up is a building. And that makes sense. I mean, that's really, practically speaking, that's how we use the word in our language. Uh, We use it to refer to a place or a building. And that's okay. But what defines the church, you know? What makes the church the church? Is it the pews? Maybe the pulpit? The visual screen? Or maybe a choir? Maybe guitars, or maybe people wearing robes or a steeple. I mean, what makes a church a church? Well, the answer is none of the above. The church is the people, not a building or an object. In fact, the Greek word that's translated church is ecclesia, and the word was used in biblical times to refer to an assembly or a gathering of people. It was not a religious word. It didn't have a religious context until the Christian movement. For New Testament Christians, it referred to the assembling of people who were brought together by God's own calling for worship and ministry. It was a community of people called out by God to worship him and to minister to others. That means, of course, that we don't just gather to assemble to hear a sermon. We also gather to be sent out in ministry at the end of the service because that's what God calls us to do. Now, for the first few centuries, there were no church buildings. The faith was, the people of the faith were persecuted, and so they met in people's homes. They didn't have dedicated buildings. Thus, the church was thought of as a living and active organism, a group of people willing to do anything to change the world for the sake of Christ. And Christians were well known for their love for one another and for others outside their faith as well. Now today, there are so many different kinds of churches. There are still churches that meet in homes. Some churches meet in schools, some in movie theaters, some meet exclusively online. In my lifetime, I've been to several kinds of churches. I've been to liberal, conservative, gothic, contemporary churches. I've been to churches where you wear robes, you wear jeans, where there's an organ, where there are electric guitars, 
where there are visual screens or big old organ pipes everywhere. And guess what? The presence of Christ was in all of them. It's almost as if Christ doesn't care as long as the people are worshiping God and effectively reaching out and welcoming new faces. Now, this is done by the church in different ways, of course, and there are so many different kinds of churches, right? I mean, we literally have thousands of denominations today, and they're all good. See, it's important for us to realize that whatever faith tradition we belong to, we are not in competition with one another. And so we must not become sectarian and feel like our church has it all right. Speaking as a United Methodist, I'm guessing that in the end I'll find out that, you know what, we got some things right and we got some things wrong. Maybe we de-emphasize certain things we should have emphasized. Who knows? But I bet the same thing is true of your faith tradition too if you're of a different one. But we must not be sectarian. Instead, we should be ecumenical, meaning we view one another as being on the same team, no matter what faith tradition you come from, and that we can work together. The church, as I said, is best seen as a living organism. In particular, the church is considered to be the body of Christ in the Bible, metaphorically speaking. Now, in any body, there are many different parts, many different cells working together as a whole. And in the same way, in the church, all people are connected to one another and to Christ as the head. Sounds like a living, breathing body to me. So this means the church is not a business. It's not a volunteer organization. It's not a club. Although it can have some similarities to those things, at its core, the church is a living body. And in a body, as I said, all the parts work together. They are interdependent. If one part in your body fails or stops working or gets injured, no matter how insignificant that part might have seemed before, your whole body notices it. I remember when I first moved to a new church appointment, we're still kind of getting settled, and the Saturday, the day before my first Sunday, I stubbed my little toe on the base of an exercise bike, and I break it. And now it's Saturday, I'm not going to go to the ER or anything like that. You know, uh, they, you know, whether it's broken or not, you basically just have to baby it. But boy, did that hurt, and boy, did it change color. But ne the next day was my first Sunday. What was I going to do? Well, fortunately, the next morning, I was able to get my foot into a black dress shoe, and I was able to lead worship, and few, if anyone, knew that I had broken my toe. But boy, I knew it. My whole body knew it. And that's the way the church works. Every person in the church is interdependent upon the others. There's no absolute individualism in the body of Christ. Nobody can simply become an effective follower of Christ on their own. Christianity exists within a corporate body. We need one another. When one of us is hurting or, or gone or whatever it may be, we, we feel it. And to pretend you can be an effective Christian without being in a community of faith is like pretending your heart could be taken out of your body and do a fine piece of work all by itself. The heart is a wonderful thing, but it needs the other parts to function properly. We work together in the church, not alone. Now, as our article of faith says, the purpose of the church is to hear the word of God and to have the sacraments. Now, in the United Methodist Church, we have two sacraments, baptism and communion. Now, 
If you belong to a different faith tradition, it may be that you have more or less, and that's okay. But in the church, we practice the sacraments. We have baptism and communion. We also hear God through music, prayers, and the message, and we are equipped to make disciples. Beyond that, we exist to grow community, a community of support and service. Now, in our modern, fast-paced, capitalistic culture, where productivity is seen as the highest value, it can be hard to justify being too involved in a church today. I mean, on the surface, church seems so unproductive, doesn't it? I mean, you just sit there and sing and pray and hear a message. Some Sundays may seem more or less relevant to you than others. You may not learn anything on a particular Sunday. Why go when you could be getting things done around the house or be involved in some other activity that's available to you and or your family? There are other things you could be doing than sitting in church or listening to a sermon podcast. But you know what? I think that deep down we know that the greatest things of value in life come when we are extravagantly unproductive. For instance, we know that the best times with family are when we're gathered together with not much of anything on the agenda. Nothing productive, just spending time with each other, having fun, sharing stories. And there's a time for productivity in the church, for sure, ministry and serving others and whatnot. But sometimes the most valuable time is just standing or sitting in the presence of God and being still, or singing, or praying, whatever it may be. Because just as when you are spending unproductive time with your family, you are connecting with them, when you spend unproductive time with God, you're connecting with Him as well. And even if you're not producing anything of value according to how our society defines it, you're still being productive. You're being formed into the image of God, becoming more like Christ. Christian formation is an incredibly important thing. But it's terribly unproductive at first glance when there are so many other things you could be doing. Perhaps in a society where there will always be things offered for us to do on any particular day of the week, the challenge of the 21st century American Christian may be to make the decision to say when enough is enough and to choose to make, a Christ, to make Christian formation as much of a priority as anything else. That's not always easy to do. It's not easy to do when meeting together for Christian community and spiritual formation means saying no to other good things being offered. And yet, meeting together in church for worship and fellowship as a spiritual habit is far from unproductive. When combined with giving and serving and witnessing, it can change the world, just as it did in the first century and continues to happen today making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Amen. God bless and have a great week.